something. Yeah, what do we call these? These are the chit chats. Yeah. Yeah, okay. The, the chit chats. I don't know if that's the right. Fireside chat. Fireside chat. <laughs> yeah. There's no fire. Welcome to the fire. Welcome to touch. Oh, let's do it. Let's do an intro. Welcome to touch podcast. This is Ryan. And this is Nate. And on this episode of Touch Podcast, we're introducing the chit chat. The chit chat. Is it chit chat? What's a chit chat, Ryan? I think it's just when we get together and we talk about what's been going on in our lives and how it relates to uh, this podcast, life, sex, intimacy, relationships. And on this episode, we get into all kinds of very interesting things from masturbation to uh, videotaping stuff. What else did we talk about? We talk about um, uh, the Apostle Paul. We talk about shame. It's all in this episode. What was sort of comforting or heartwarming to you to be editing next to the people who were having real-life discussions? It was just like real-life discussion. Like, this is what life really is. You know, it's like that's the thing that um, I guess... I think that's what you'd want to see when you click on the television. I think. Um, or maybe you just want to see something a bit mindless, but... Um, Is it like you're in the... You're editing a TV show, so you're like in a bubble, in a zone. Yes. But is it like you're happy to know that life is going on around you? Um, like regular life continues, or...? It really does. I mean, it it's... I think it just, it's a, it's a testament to the bubble because it felt, I felt like I was connected to something again and I didn't know I was disconnected. I just suddenly felt connected to a, to a reality again, Mm. you know? Um, Yeah. Cause that's a thing with you because the way your job requires so much focus and it's intense and you have to be very, very focused for a long day. And you really do, you have to go into a bubble and, and yeah. Okay. So I've, yeah. And we, uh, I don't know if we talked about it on the show, but you get real frustrated. You don't, your job is not like a regular job. Like a lot of people nine to five, they clock out, they can kind of change gears and work on something else when they get home. But your job's really not like that. You've got to, right. you, you're changing gears is not. By the end of the day, you're exhausted because you've been editing for 12 hours or whatever, and then you've got whatever, the show in mind, and then you're also thinking about, and then you're also getting texts and emails from showrunners and executive producers and directors about everyone being on the wrong time stamp. (laughs) Well, Well, I'm just realizing over time that there was a conditioning that was happening. And, you know, you what I think about on the editing level, you know, it's, I guess there, it's something happens with that too. Um, mm-hmm. And, and it's, it's seeing the effects of that conditioning that um, is peculiar. Like I find it so interesting. Um, and um, editing all the time, when I, when I focus into that, I follow those rules. And 
than hearing reality out there. It's my first reaction is like, oh, we're not supposed to be seeing that type of stuff on TV. We should edit that out. Stay with the charm, you know, and like I'm following these other mental rules all the time of the show. And then when I get home, I turn on TV and like I'm seeing only the stuff that's shown on TV. Right. And I look online. I'm seeing only stuff that's, that's happening online. Right. So I'm thinking I'm connected. But what that connection is, is just other screens. And then boom. Oh, and then, you've, of course, I get to my home life and I only see the home life through my eyes. Right. Um, and um, and so if you've naturally isolated yourself, you know, to get sideswiped by a, by a dose of reality, um, it almost seems like your first reaction would be to avoid it. But when it happens upon you, upon you that unexpectedly, any before you have times to put up any guards, any guards up, it's like it's you just relax right into it. It's remarkable, hmm. and it's unexpected, and um, and it, it just seemed like a really pure dose of what um, you know how isolation and connection um, can make a, a big difference, and they can can be completely isolated from one another and not be aware of it. Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. Well, it's funny you say that because yesterday I went over to do a little handyman thing for a friend Terry Kanzanieri, the oh, therapist. Oh, Terry Kanzanieri. Yeah. And so I interviewed her. I did an interview with her. And I talked to her about um, issues people were having uh, and coming to talk to therapists about during the pandemic. Whoa. And I try I tried to steer the conversation toward like love and relationships, but nice. Um it kind of ended up being a broader conversation about grief and living inside and outside isolation. So that'll be an episode coming up. Yeah. Inside outside isolation. It's it's real lovely. It's a real lovely conversation. She has such a way with words. Yeah, she does. That'll be really good to hear to listen to her. So let me tell you. Let me tell you the news. This is this will oh, be interesting. Yes. Well, I I just don't want you to get. I don't want you to be shocked by anything. All right. So <clears throat> you know it's gonna be good when I start with with you that. Start off with that. You trigger my shame gets triggered. I know. It's already. I don't want you to be shocked. All right. So I'm holding on with both hands. Okay. Okay. So um. An NYU documentary film student um, wants to do, um, for her film project, she wants to interview me in my work. And cool. so I'm going to, and you know, she gave me like a list of general questions, you know, and it's a chance to introduce the healing and so forth, right? Um, so, um, I think um, she can only interview me in New York, so I'm gonna be I'm gonna fly there to do the interview. Um, mm. And I had to grapple if it was worth the cost. And um, but what she'll do is edit it, and like I could use it too for you know if mm. I need it. And it's just gonna be shown. You know, it's just for the film class, right? Um, and this is the this she's interviewing you about the work you've been doing with um the healing healing stories around sexually uh intimate 
and somewhat explicit yes. filmmaking. Yes. I didn't use the right words. There's that's those are close enough. What what okay. That's cool. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. So she somehow she heard about what you were doing and she's like, Oh. Yes. And so I need content. <laughs> so here's my here's I'll my content about his content. Here's my reaction. Okay. Mm-hmm. Because like you know, this is you know <clears throat> um so Okay, the idea is using the camera to heal yourself, right? The, the long-term yeah. narrative with sexuality is that, um, you know, understanding, you know, it's, in the, it's in within self-pleasure. It's just within your body, right? It's like finding reconciliation here, right? Mm-hmm. Um, nothing goes beyond here. Um, and then... Um, and if we use this as a podcast, this conversation... The motion you were just making on the video is what? you're like lining up your, you're lining up your, you're doing a line yeah. from your head and your heart kind of thing. Yes. Yes. And, um, yeah. So like it's the, the union of the, you know, the, the, the base, the, um, the sacrum, the sacrum chakra and the, the heart and the head, the mind spirit chakra. Right. And the, the sacrum chakra is the one that's down around your genital area. Yes, the tailbone. The, the boom. The tailbone. Okay. Yes, boom, boom, boom. And um, so, um, okay, so what Dr. Timur Sellers was referring to about the healing work, right, is that... Um, okay, so for people just now tuning in, we're going to use this. <laughs> oh this God. is all podcast. We're not throwing anything away oh, this year. No. Um on the last episode, if you haven't listened to it, Tina Schirmer, Dr. Tina Schirmer Sellers and the three of us get together. We have a lot, real good time. And at some point, we talk about sex as medicine. Yes. And, and there's a mention in there about her using some of the video, the film work that you've been doing in one of her classes. Yes. Yes, it is. And did. so that's just the catch up to the people who were just like... I think I'm going to listen to the podcast again. Well, what the hell are they talking about? Oh, my goodness. <laughs> okay, sorry. Sorry, I interrupted your flow. No, you were making a motion, connecting the head and the heart, and the healing. Oh, the healing that can come through the camera. The healing, yeah. yes. The healing that can come through the camera. Is okay. that what? Yes, yes. This, I just didn't expect to be talking about this like this. Okay, but I'm gonna, I'm, I already started. I'm going to get to the end anyway, by golly. Uh, and I will not interrupt you. <laughs> That's okay. You can. Um, so, what what Tina Schirmer-Sellers was ta- talking about was how what they're seeing. If kids run into pornography, what's important to do as a parent is to to talk with them about it. Like say, hey, let me just frame it for you, versus avoiding it or assuming that they're not seeing it because they're seeing it as young as like I think ten. Um, so the idea here is that. Um, using the camera as a healing tool for yourself, right? Because this is something I had to do. And in using it, you observe things outside of yourself. For for example, for me, I didn't know that I started off with a cringy face. 
have Mr. Cringe Face when I start off with like a, a self-pleasure exercise. It's, and it's just like a... And I'm thinking, wait a minute. I, I'm not... I don't, I'm not thinking that. I don't realize that. But that's how it that's how it looked. I mean, when do we know what we look like? We're not going to know. Who else is going to know? But but having this moment to kind of see this in myself was whoa. I didn't know that. And then at the end, um I was smiling. I was like, "Whoa. That's nice. I that's that's great. When did I learn to smile? I, I, that's a beautiful thing. I had no idea." And 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 then like thinking back that between now and then, you know, between those two times, um, there was like a, there was like a, a shift and to learn that with yourself, separate from pornography, separate from the need of another, of another partner. Um, but this, you know, it's almost like this tool to counter what we've got through our devices can be reversed as a tool to reframe and to heal. Right. And so the voices to include would be these people who I've been speaking to who have never really known how they connect together. But now they kind of do would be Charna as a trauma therapist would be Lillian, who had always already experienced that filming would be Dr. Mark Cohen, who had already um, who who told me about the framing of this work um, would be uh, William Staten who discussed the importance of the framing and how he framed it for me personally. Um, and yeah, and I don't know how it begins, but like all of that make it a safe conversation for me. So that's what I wanted to tell you. <laughs> um, you let me make sure I understand you correctly. Yeah. So you made... In, in the spirit of this, this other project you've been working on that includes a kind of a spiritual, um, my family is yelling outside. That's really funny. This door that I'm recording right now. So, <laughs> so perfect. Let me hold. Okay. It's life. Yeah, I, I thought we were going to be talking about this stuff before the group. I just want to capture your reaction. Yeah. <laughs> I just wanted to see your reaction. Well... So what you're saying is in this, in the, um, style and sort of in the context of like this project you've been working on where you're, um, developing some sexually explicit content that's usually the camera is on somebody else and it's being, uh, filmed in a particular context for a particular purpose around healing and education you're saying that what you did was you put the camera on yourself. This was just for me, yes. It, as a video, just for you. And you you had an experience where you learned a lot about yourself from watching yourself. Exactly. So that what that makes me think of is like how, when I was taking acting classes, how it's like all about, you know, being authentic but also, they always wanting you to videotape yourself and watch it. Videotape yourself. And actually, in preaching class, they want you to do that too. Whoa. It's all about like becoming fully aware of how, you know, of, of, of 
what you're doing with your body and your your face and your voice and your mm. your you know authenticity and mm-hmm. that. So, um, yeah. yeah. And I can mm. tell you in a nutshell what the shift was. Uh, in a nutshell, what the shift oh. was: once I turned on the camera and recorded myself, just because I was by myself in the shower, um, it felt like like all of a sudden it threw me off my off my flow. Like I was thinking about being seen right and all these other emotions came in like whoa i can't whoa what the like in shame what if i look like and it was just like a barrage of emotions that um that i had to to deal with and i had the choice to like cover up or to or to to stand in in despite of or to just remember that i have some authority in this tiny space like a whole lot of negotiation had to happen that was like, wow, I didn't realize this much conversation was require, required just being me, right? Aside from the other person who must have at least an equal amount of stuff or the version of it. Um, well, I guess age difference makes it different. Anyway, I'm getting too far deep, deep into that. But, um, but just the idea that, whoa, how much I can confront when I confine the work just for myself how the phone can become the tool and now, you know, an orchestration of voices that help inform it, you know, to inform what we're seeing, you know, or even providing um, guides into going into your time. Um, yeah, I, it's, it's really, I'm really intrigued by it, period. I'm intrigued by it. Oh, I mean, right. it, for that, well, what, it, obviously, you are telling this to me, and I, that, for me, it kicks up a lot of shame. Oh. And, well, just like that, sort of, all the reasons why that's a bad idea, but, but, all of those reasons, like, I'm just, like, doing the self-psychologizing right now, and it's, all of those reasons are not they're all my own they're all my own issues they're not like ooh you know like they're not um they're not intrinsic like videotaping yourself touching yourself in the shower is not intrinsically bad or good right there's nothing it is just a thing yes but there's all this emotional baggage of of oh man i i you know is that creepy is that all of those sort of dark thoughts or is that sort of negative self-talk or self-judgment all of that um yeah yeah all of that sort of comes up but i'm also aware that that Oh, what if someone finds that tape? What if, mm-hmm. you know, what if, like, I don't know. Yeah. What if you accidentally email it? You attach the wrong file and you email it to your uncle or something. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. <laughs> or your mom. Right. Um, you know, all of that oh. kind of stuff, which is just all, that's just really just like, that. yeah, that's my own shame sort of jumping up into that. Well, just to kind of, um, you know, just to jump on the, on the, on the shame theme here, 
Would you like to know how it ended? No. <laughs> That's okay, because I never got there, because mom, mom interrupted. Knocked <laughs> ah! <laughs> on the door. Oh, I my gosh. She must have been worried I fell in the bathroom. I think, or I think mothers have sort of a, an intuition about that. Yeah. It's like any time their sons touch their penis... A, like a little alarm goes off and it's like it's always suddenly some time for something time to go dinner's ready this is a lot of you know it's like they know they know it's like uh, 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 they have an intuitive that's true ESP that's true yeah masturbatory ESP it's time to my check my son in. must be touching his penis it's time to do the dishes Nathan why why do I feel like why do I feel the need to to, to pick up the trash on all the places. Huh. He must be masturbating again. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? See, see, the thing is, if you step out and look at life as if you're observing, like, well, here's what I tell my younger brother as advice, as dating advice, right? It was like, oh, man, sometimes I don't know what to do. Should I do this or this? And I said, you know, hey, man, take a look at your life right now as a lab rat. Like, this thing that you say that, you know, you're conflicted if you should be doing it or not. Are, are you doing it right now? Because no, no, I'm not doing it right now. So okay, well maybe you don't want to be doing it right now. And he goes, oh yeah, I don't think I want to be doing it right now. And it that totally unlocked him. That totally unlocked him. Mm-hmm. And so um, I forgot how to make it relate here, but it was going to be awesome. Oh, was it had something to do with your mother? Um, oh yeah. So the lab rat thing and observing, you know, how those things happen. I do have to say, um, it has happened twice. So that is, that's compelling data. <laughs> oh, that your mom has interrupted you twice. Yes. So, Even as a grown ass man. Yes. Yeah. That's yes. still. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so, okay. Anyway. Um, I guess your goal would be to just walk out naked and be like, what mom? Can I help you? <laughs> I'm busy in here. Um, yeah. It's, I've learned to make some adjustments. I do, I would prefer to wear less clothing, but I've had to make adjustments living with mom again. And, yeah. um, you know, it makes sense. It makes sense, but I've had to adjust. I'm sure she's doing it too. Uh, she's like, oh, yeah. dang it. My son's here. <laughs> I've got to put on some clothes. <laughs> That's right. But what if that's what's happening? What if we're just exactly the same? We're just both kind of like, you know, it's just, you know, it just looks different when we're, we do the mom's son thing. That, that's, that's, that's a movie. Dr. Ryan Clark, Dr. Ryan Clark, Emmy Award winning. I just threw that one in there. Mm, that a show about a Fil- Filipino man who goes to live with his Filipino mom and... Um, you know what I thought of? I was curious. As what... I was saying that, I didn't have an original thought or a very good one, because what jumped into my mind and blocked me yeah. was that show Three and a Half Men. Two and a Half Men? What's the show? Two and a Half Men. Two and a Half Men. Yeah. Yeah. And it would be just like that, except it's you and your mom. Oh. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? What? Would... Wait a, a minute. Idea. Who? Wait, wait. How does that match up? There's like. Who? You would be, you would be, um, 
Why aren't you using uh, bosom buddies? That's a that's a better reference if you're gonna use a show reference because it's two people living together. And is that no? It uh, because that reference is like thirty years old. Oh, <laughs> I thought that was the name of a show. Oh wait, it is. It is. What is that show? Is Tom Hanks in that show? Yes. Oh my goodness. That's right. I would get. I thought I was talking about Perfect Strangers, but no. There. I thought oh, Perfect, Perfect Strangers was called Bosom Buddies because they're just oh. bosom buddies. But no, there was a show called Bosom Buddies about men in yeah. women's clothing. That's wow. The eighties. This intrigues hmm. me. The beginning of Tom Hanks. Um, well, you could also try wearing women's clothing in front of your mom. Okay, so how was relating this with Dr. Tina Schirmer's Sellers? Is that um, this is the type of work that um, intrigues her uh, because uh, it's it's a reframe, and um, I think it's a lot bigger conversation than than I could make it alone. So this is why, um, yeah, I wanted to bring it up to you and kind of like get your. I was just, I was just, I was just curious what kind of reaction you were gonna make. Like if you're gonna mm-hmm. be like just this um, laughter, which you sometimes do, like a. Yeah. <laughs> or I was trying to play it cool. Or you have the deadpan, <laughs> which could be anything. <laughs> so. Yeah. I was trying to be all professional about it. I knew it was gonna be something. Yeah. Um, but it could be anything. Well, I think what what that makes me think of is, you know, all of us have a desire to be known and be accepted, yeah. right? That, that, but most of us are afraid, all of us are afraid that if all of us are known, that ultimately people will reject us. So we hold, that's why like when you're first dating somebody, you're holding and you meet new people you hold back aspects of your true personality your true self until you get to know them better and then you build up trust and after you've built up trust you start letting out like some real aspects of your personality so you don't fart in front of the other person until you've like been dating for six months or something like that right yes but it goes that goes deeper to um these areas that have a tendency to kick up shame in people when we're um, going to our going to uh, to our bodies and having that having our body seen and um, and our you know deepest innermost you know fears or desires that we want that to be we hope you know on one hand we might be terrified that someone might truly see us and then on the other hand it's the same we also desperately want it to mm-hmm. for someone to see us to hear hear us explain something and be like and totally love us for that mm-hmm. and not despite it mm-hmm. so i get the um the desire to um to put a cam you know to turn a camera on and and videotape yourself as a way to build it's like i have two thoughts in my head one is it's a 
it's about and I got kind of quiet because there are there are kids oh. walking around my house oh. though I'm up upstairs and away from everybody oh <clears throat> um, so I'm leaning in a little bit my voice got quieter oh, oh I see um, the yeah two things one um, how how might yeah, two. One, getting to know yourself better and sort of coming to terms with what you look like, what you act like, how how to how to, you might experience yourself as other people see and experience you, and then just kind of facing up to that and being like, oh, I got a big belly, mm-hmm. whatever, you know, mm-hmm. all those kinds of, those physical things. And then, um, and then risking the hope that someone does see you and... Um, doesn't reject you. Mm-hmm. Mm. Right. That's all. That's all that shame stuff. Where you know we're enculturated by our families, our faith communities to um to feel shameful about being naked. Right. Yes. That whole Genesis thing. Yes. That's how we. That's how we know we have sin because we're ashamed when we're naked. Exactly, one of the the from eating the eating the the fruit. Yeah, of the knowledge of good and evil, of the knowledge and come here comes shame raining down the awareness mm-hmm. and every sense you know in the in in the Christ narrative in our forgiveness we we essentially we step back into Eden you know that's. We yeah, go, we go back to that union. It's an interest. That's an interesting theological problem that Christianity has, where um, in Orthodox sort of Christian theology, where you have Jesus who comes as a savior, mm-hmm. who you know, depending on your atonement theory, dies in our place, or um, you know, dies for our sins. Um, or as a perfect example, or whatever your atonement theory is, you end up with, the, the, at the end of the day, forgiveness of, sin, forgiveness of your sins, and uh, righteous enough to enter into the kingdom of heaven, right? Yeah. But, um, not righteous enough to walk around naked. Oh. It's like, because when you said that about, it's like, it's it's like yeah, Jesus's blood washes away your sins, but not your original sin. If like to go to that sort of doctrine of original sin, ooh, like how come that is not so complete? That if that salvation is one hundred percent, how come it's not so complete that it, um, you know, fixes the the core problem. Yeah. In that in that way of thinking. The original sin that fixes the original yeah, sin. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, interesting. Isn't it isn't it sort of an incomplete It's an incomplete salvation. Like then you're only really talking about converting to Christianity or getting saved or following Jesus to get your ticket to heaven, not to uh in sort of some spiritual discipline or process, enlightening process to in- integration. Yeah, to yeah to be to become an integrated person where where that 
the that the original shame gets uh, dissolved. Ooh, this is so good. You're kind of like articulating that gap. This missing step. Like if we if we swallow the salvation of Christ fully, mm-hmm. you know, like what well, should that look yeah. like? Yeah, well, you said that, not me. Right. Well, I mean, but <laughs> but, but herein lies herein lies the I- idea, right? It's you know, if if we were to look at a you know video of ourselves, of course, you know what happens? We experience our own shame, right? <clears throat> and who do we have to compare that to? Just ourselves and all these other narratives are happening. And there's also this shame of like, is this okay before? before God am I complete am I good enough and and all of that starts to bubble up and now you're going through all that these different levels of embodiment and up to the point where and here's here's the idea here's the here's the long game here it's gonna sound absolutely crazy but again the whole idea here is to contain everything so it's pure right the whole idea is to get to the point where you are aroused by the idea of witnessing yourself it's like it's you not a in a visual interpretation of who you should be or who you're not with now or you know oh, i wish i was married or i wish my marriage looked differently right it's like there is no it's it's not about anything outside of you it's first taking that look of how aroused can I be here just with myself? Can I see myself in God's eyes without shame? You know, mm-hmm. can I embody that? Because if the narrative has been given to me in, in, in Christ's death and resurrection, and I accept that in faith, um, like, is there another step of faith that uh, we've just not fully entertained because it's too scary? Um, yeah, because that would mean I'd have to almost feel like unashamed when I'm naked and just be aroused by myself. And, and if that happens, what wonderful autonomy. Because then um, the, the attraction that, that, that happens is an abundance because you're, you're complete. And in that completeness and your abundance, um, that abundance is what, I guess, becomes, um, um, it, it somehow grows. You know, you mm-hmm. express it via art. You express it via writing in worship, you express it via worship. It can come out that way as well. And um, so, yeah. I, I, I think the reason Christian theology doesn't go there is because Paul was a never-nude. What's a never-nude? A never-nude from Arrested Development. What? The brother-in-law. I thought that was going to be a theological A never-nude. I thought like, it was going to be like a Nineveh, Nineveh or something. No, but... never-nude, yes. Yes, the Philistines and the Nevernudes went to war. Okay. Um, and I think Enoch was there and Jebediah. No, like Paul is so... So you have early... So there are early Christian communities like they do baptism naked. Ah. Mm. Um, but not... But, you know, all the girls baptizing together and all the boys baptizing in a separate place somewhere else. Mm-hmm. But But doing it naked mm-hmm. and then when and then it get and then you know the tradition becomes a, a white um like robe mm-hmm. thing mm-hmm. um so not all not all christian communities 
have been as puritanical as we sort of project back on mm-hmm. through history. Like we're, um, but, um, but yeah, but it's really Paul's, Paul is so the apostle Paul mm-hmm. writer of many letters in the new Testament is very, very, he must, he's like me. He's very anxious around sex. Oh yeah. <laughs> and very, very full of shame. Um, because in his theology, he uh, Christ seems to be enough for everything, um, but except for whatever the thorn in his side is, right? Right. And so, like youth group culture, going back to the purity thing, it's like you know, being like fifteen years old and like praying to Jesus to take away your sexual desire, mm-hmm. which we've talked about on this podcast Mm -hmm. in previous seasons, um, which is not healthy at all, but that was sort of a youth group thing to do. Mm -hmm. And if God won't take away, what's wrong with me since God is not answering my prayer and taking away my sexual desire, you know, uh, and, and then that cycle of shame you slip into fall into tumble into when, you know, you succumb to, your sexual desire and you masturbate. Yeah. Or you mutually masturbate with your boyfriend, girlfriend. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, that it's, and the re, I, you know, and so what I'm trying to bring this back around to, and the reason is because we don't have an Orthodox Christianity, Christian theology is a way to, through Jesus to, undo that original sin Ooh. it's like jesus is awesome mm-hmm. to a certain point Ooh, that's that's really what the theology teaches at the end of the day oh it'll so... get you to heaven that's really you know for all practical purposes <laughs> you're still gonna be a horny bastard oh interesting <laughs> <laughs> thank you for listening to touch podcast yeah, this was a really, really fun episode to do. Um, there you have it, the chit chat. Um, I hope you really enjoyed the chit chat, and look out for more chit chats in later episodes of the podcast. Again, this is this is Nate, and this is Ryan. Find us on Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, Facebooks, TouchPodcast.com, Touch underscore Cast, all over the place. Find us on Patreon. Become a supporter. We'll mail you a T-shirt. Um, we'll make a surprise appearance at your Zoom birthday party. Yeah, yeah, we'll, we'll <laughs> crash it. We'll crash your Zoom parties. Yes. Wow, they've got a celebrity coming to my birthday. Is it Ryan Gosling? No, it's Ryan Clark. Oh no! <laughs> Who? Who's that chubby bald guy at my birthday? Oh my goodness, I don't even know these guys. <laughs>